up. Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Well, hello there, and welcome to the AFA podcast, the official podcast of animationforadults.com. This is episode 76, and I am Chris, and I am joined by my animated co-hosts. I am joined by Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Hey there, Chris. How's it going? It's going pretty good. I've uh, just taken a little break, but I'm happy to be here and talking about what's going on in the animation world. Indeed. And Dan. Hello, Dan. Hi Chris. Hi everyone. And uh, uh, it's been a, a sort of a, a little while since we've we've had a few sort of gaps in in the podcast schedule. Sorry about that. Um, but things have been happening, and we do have plans, lots of plans for the future. So we're gonna hopefully bring you lots of cool stuff coming down the pipe. But we're back this week, and it's gonna be one of our general discussion episodes because there's been a lot going on. A lot going on in the animation world that we thought was worth discussing and catching up with. Um, yeah, lots of trailers and lots of uh, information of films coming down uh, in out of production or going into production specifically, I guess. So, what's uh, what's the first one? I guess you want to talk about. Well, uh, obviously, there's been a, a major trailer release this week of a film that we've all been anticipating and have discussed on the podcast several times and I know we're all very excited about and of course that is the Emoji Movie right? Yeah, right guys? I, yeah. I may, no. Smiley, I, I feel, I face. Like we're, we're close but we're missing we might be missing the mark just a little bit I mean I saw the trailer it was very uh, colourful and uh, animation looked pretty nice but other than it's, it's a trailer that's for sure it certainly is a trailer for a movie apparently um that is coming out this summer uh yeah and the internet cast in it the internet went crazy yeah with meh faces and stuff yeah um <laughs> obviously i am i am joking it doesn't look that great to be honest we all know that but <laughs> at the same time yeah. people talk about it as if it's like the absolute nadir of culture and it's like oh this is the worst thing that there could ever possibly be and it's like is is it <laughs> it doesn't look yeah it doesn't look very interesting to me at all i don't want to watch it but it, it doesn't look to be honest that much worse than some other things i've seen like, on the news <laughs> no yeah it's, it's it's no it doesn't look like it's any uh norm of the north type stuff like that's to me, at least in recent years, that would—that's what I would define as like the nadir of like animated films that have come Look, out in the last couple of years. We're yeah, we're alive in 2017. Like we can handle this. Like, give us, <laughs> I think so. Try yeah, your worst. So. <laughs> try your worst emoji movie. It—it it just the thing is right. It just looks a bit lazy. 
which which look i mean like uh, an emoji movie is going to be a little bit phoned in it's and open. quite desperate oh i see the pun there <laughs> that oh. was unintended oh. no i know <laughs> that was yeah good that spot was beautiful dan um yeah. i it's... don't even know i'm doing it <laughs> yeah it's obviously it's obviously very nakedly commercial and that's i think what people like throw throw their hands up it's like oh this is so obvious you know it's basically what people thought when they heard the lego movie originally like oh terrible idea it's so Mm. just trying to sell toys and then i'm not saying it's going to be like the lego movie obviously and i highly doubt that but it's just you know it's it's a movie made to make money and it doesn't Mm -hmm. look that inspiring at all but you know this is in the summer with I mean, we've just had Boss Baby come out, and uh, we've got got um, like Cars Free and Despicable Me Free, and that um, Ferdinand movie. It's yeah, this mm-hmm. and Captain Underpants. It's it's not that radically different from a lot of the other studio fare coming out this year, to be honest. It's not. At least this summer. Yeah. It it doesn't. I mean, I have seen a couple of like movies lately where the trailers have completely misled me, and they've been completely different to what's being sold. And what's being sold here just doesn't just doesn't. I, I've I've never. I don't think I've ever seen a movie that makes technology so boring. <laughs> it's not like it's taken. If anything, it's taken all the magic out of emojis for me. <laughs> the, I, I I kind of I like using emojis actually, I I quite like them as uh, you know, a bit of spice in um mm-hmm. in texts and tweets and winky face. Like... Well, here's the thing: because it's <laughs> yeah. the whole purpose of them is really to kind of give us when you're talking over the phone or you're sending uh you know messages to people. You know, obviously you're, you're writing down words, but people can't see like the emotional contacts behind what you're saying so sometimes you could say one thing and it can be misconstrued into something you know meaning something else just because the fact that you mm-hmm. the emotional undertone of what you're saying isn't really coming through the the words so that's what you know partially partially what helps with emojis is the fact that you know they you can add those to kind of give like okay this is what i'm saying this is how i feel or this is what i'm you know the, my kind of tone of voice when i'm while i'm saying it does that make any sense yeah yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it does. It just seems so the movie like... just kind of steamrolls on that. But it's got exactly the same plot as about fifty other kids' movies. It's like, oh, he's 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 not conforming to what he's supposed to be doing. He's he's a rebel. He's a rebel. But the whole but the problem with emojis is that it's it's like a multiple choice thing. Like mm. quite often, you I I'm surprised that how many emojis there are for like types of sushi but there mm-hmm. isn't one for I don't know a dinosaur or something I don't think you know like mm. it's they're, they're, they're a strange it's a strange committee that selects what emojis they're allowed to be mm-hmm. it's, it's just sad to see Sir Patrick Stewart playing a cartoon poo really um I'm fine. I'm fine with that, and he was probably fine with that. It was probably like an afternoon for him, and he literally yeah. probably did phone it in, uh, and that's fine. $10. That's fine. Yeah. I tell I tell you what's funny though. Uh, 
that um I as I will as you may know if you've read the website reviews recently I watched the movie Sausage Party recently and uh, I was was not a fan but um I also recently listened to a podcast where one of the voices who was in Sausage Party Nick Kroll was on on Adam Buxton podcast and he was mm-hmm. talking about the character he played who was called the douche who is is a douche you see who um, is is the douche and aha uh-huh, uh-huh, that's what a douche was i don't i, I still, actually, i'm not i'm not even i don't even know that i still do uh, well watched they're movie. illegal in the uk apparently so that's why i was confused as to what they were because i've never seen one no. and people don't talk about them because they don't really exist here I don't think many people order them online. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, but but what? Wow. Yeah, um, but he was talking about about his voice performance and how he he did like a um, I what is I can't remember how how they described the the performance that he did, but um, they said originally they were looking for a sort of Patrick Stewart sort or a um <laughs> or is a um. A a um, Ian McKellen or someone like that, and they were going to have the villain with a British accent. But then they realised, oh no no, we are not making a Disney movie. We're making a Pixar movie, so that's wrong. But it's like, yeah. But and then you see the uh, Emoji movie where they, you know, they have the same thought. Like, oh yes, it's hilarious to have a poo with a British accent. Aha, uh-huh, aha, uh-huh. and it's like, yes. It was that that um that joke was too obvious for Sausage Party. <laughs> they put it in Emoji Movie. Yes. Wow. Huh. Interesting how this keep this uh, type of humor just keeps going round. But this was supposed to just be an aside about the Emoji Movie. I can't believe we've talked about it for like ten minutes. Um, we were actually going to talk about the trailer we were excited about, and that is yes, Cartoon Saloon's Breadwinner, the Breadwinner, um, from Nora Toomey which is the uh, film set in Afghanistan, in Taliban-controlled Afghanistan, where a um, young girl, I think her name is Pavel, I think, um, is has to uh, basically, when her, her, her father gets arrested, she has to um, become the breadwinner of the family, So, and because of the um, rules in Afghanistan at that time, she had to disguise herself as a boy. Um, and it's the first... Uh, proper footage we've seen in the film and it looks so beautiful <laughs> it looks really well done I'm like I know I was already excited for the film but this is just it, it, it at this you know I can kind of get the idea of like you know you can see some of like the basis for other stuff that they've done before but it definitely has it's very unique like it, a, a look all to itself it, it looks it looks like a cartoon saloon film but mm-hmm. there's also um there's occasional sequences where the animation style change, and I think it's like um, maybe the character's father is telling the story, and the animation style changes for the story within yeah. the story. Um, kind of like uh, a picture book kind of uh, yeah. style. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also there's also like um, you, you see like the um, the soldiers running around with guns and things, and you think, oh, this is going to be a very different type of cartoon saloon movie. <laughs> Yeah, like something we've never seen before from there. 
Well, for starters, they're mm. outside of Ireland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> less green, very much less green. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and we get to hear the we've had the voice cast for the same, first time and everything, which. Um, yeah, take take notice, um, Kubo and the Two Strings, where they actually cast people of the right background in the roles. It can be done. <laughs> it most certainly can be done. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be Disney to do it, because Cartoon Saloon can do it, so... <laughs> and this is apparently, hopefully, going to be released... G-Kids are planning to release it in the States... Uh, at like autumn time. Um, All right, so sometime, sometime in the fall. Yes. Um, if it's anything like uh, the release of Song of the Sea, you've basically got some, a few screenings at, towards the end of the year, in like bit major Festivals. cities. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's sort of most of its release was the next year, and I, I'm assuming UK release and Ireland release probably be next year. Uh, studio can now have the rights for that um so we'll probably have to wait <laughs> and mm-hmm. they may be banking on an oscar nomination which as we've discussed maybe not going to happen because of those stupid rule changes um but yeah it not. is what it is but regardless we finally have uh actual footage from this movie and it looks like it's going to be everything we were promised or everything we were expecting it to be in terms of visual presentation and style and a compelling narrative. So that's, yeah, that's, that's something actually, we can take away. It didn't give a huge amount of the story away, which is good. I I, I still have the sense that I'm going to go watch the movie to, um, to find out more, obviously, about the story. I quite mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, it's, it, it doesn't try to pack too much in. It's just, it's very basic. Okay, this is the premise. Here are some of our characters. This is the, you know, different scenes of the, you know, visual presentation. So you have the the girl, and then you have those, uh, those like we mentioned, the parts where the story, you know, it seems like we're telling a story, and the visual presentation changes as a result of that. A bunch of different things, but it's not really, it doesn't really say what's, what's all happening and why things are happening. Mm-hmm. So it leaves us to find out when we actually go see the movie, which is good. This is what tra- trailer's supposed to do. So it's supposed to lay out the whole entire bit of the movie from start to finish. <laughs> yeah, this is this is just a teaser, so they've still got the chance to to do a trailer that tells you absolutely everything. But hopefully they won't. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah. Oh, I'm um, slightly off topic, but tra- trailer-wise, what about? You Dark Crystal series coming to Netflix? Wait, you, what? What, mate? You haven't heard? You no. missed it. They just came out of nowhere. Yeah, we're doing a Dark Crystal series. With, Are with, you kidding in, me? In cloud, with Jim Henson company doing. What? Hang on, what? and there's a, there's a trailer. There's a trailer. This was the announcement. It's like, oh, look, there are some puppets. We're making some puppets. Everyone. Are you. <gasps> What? I don't. I can't. You can't process this information. That's really special. Okay. <laughs> it's like Netflix is just like reaching into my brain and pulling out my dreams. It's just like there you go, a new Jim Henson series. 
Well, they, wow. they just they just have the whole. I mean, it's quite it's quite genius what they do. The whole thing that they're very that they're they're a completely closed company, mm-hmm. and they don't release. You know, famously, they don't release viewing figures. So it's never certain whether anything is actually a success or not with them. Mm-hmm. So they completely like avoid that whole awkward dance that you know movie studios have to do where it's like well what was the box office for that they just don't have to play that game so no um it seems like everything they make is a relative <laughs> relative like success really mm-hmm. uh yeah oh, wow that's really exciting because because the I think to be honest, like the Dark Crystal was never really it didn't quite have the um what's the word? The mythological or like sort of punch that it needed. But it was one of those things where just the world itself was enough mm-hmm. to carry it. The same with obviously the same with like Labyrinth, which mm-hmm. came which came um a couple of years after. Yeah. Um yeah, it's that's exciting news. That is that's great. genuinely exciting news. Uh, there was also a report speaking of Netflix, um, but it it was it hasn't like been officially announced. But there was a, a deadline, Hollywood. I think it was. This is why I was sort of taking it with. It's not been announced yet. I'm not going to necessarily report it on the site yet. Um, mm-hmm. Was that Netflix were. Um, closing in on the rights to bubbles. Oh, hmm. Taika Waititi slash mm. Starburns is so. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, and that would be good because, um, yeah, the, 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 the exciting thing with Netflix really is the distribution. Yes, the fact that you don't have to. You know, um, open small in a couple of cities and try and gain traction. It's 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 there for you, right? Already, that's um. I and I and I think people like discovering things on Netflix, like oddities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that seems suited to. Yeah, to that. That's really cool. Yes. So, so move... lots, lots of cool trailers coming out. Yeah. So moving on to television side of things, uh, a project was revealed this week from the um, animation creator J.G. Quintel, creator of Regular Show, uh, which finished on Cartoon Network earlier this year, and he is going to be making a new series. This time, though, for TBS, um, which is uh, that is that a uh, that a um, make general broadcast networks, not cable or anything. I don't know as as a British person, is that right? <laughs> um, I actually not. Uh, it, it, it it's a little bit of everything, I think, because it it depends on what obviously what time it's uh it you know stuff is airing. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting to see that uh, at least with the kind of the premise of this uh, this new series that he's working on, um, I believe is the close enough is the title. Yes. Um, the, I I would I look at the uh, the synopsis of what uh, it's supposed to be about. It's uh, 
of a married couple basically dealing with um what is this is they're doing young adult life mm-hmm. it's, like just yeah go ahead it's um one of the places i i when it was the report was it was saying it was it was sort of um dealing with uh sort of like uh, 30 something parents with young kids um dealing yeah with, with um such issues as parenthood relationships choosing the right daycare and also it did mention about ham theft and stripper clowns so it's not going to be not just like a, a bog standard sitcom it sounds like it's going to have jg quintil sort of um twist to it um yeah very very kind of wacky wacky spin on the whole idea but obviously very much in the in a more of an adult centered humor but yeah tbs are apparently really making a push for um uh adult animation because they've got american dad already um mm-hmm. and there's going to be a show from uh louis ck and albert brooks called the cops and another show called tarantula which i don't really know mm. much about and a a sci-fi comedy called final space and hmm. this is this is going to fit amongst amongst them, and it's supposed to air uh, thirteen episodes starting next year. Wow, interesting. I know I've never I've never been really been a fan of the regular show, but some of the what I saw was actually pretty funny. So it's um it's cool to see that you know after that's all been and done, then he's already on to his next project. It was it's interesting in that I I think um. Didn't, we don't know any more about it, but supposedly um, Alex Hirsch, creator of uh, Gravity Falls, was supposed to be doing something for Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are like sh- shows that were on like kids' channels, but had a big, like general audience following. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the creators are now going on to do things aimed at an adult audience, which is interesting to see. That's very promising, actually. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's we been, could yeah. we could still yeah. be looking at new series from the creator of Regular Show and Gravity Falls, all being for for grown-ups. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. And another exciting sounding TV project we heard about recently is that there is apparently going to be an animated series based on Deadpool, yeah. the, the Marvel character that ha- was recently had a major success in the cinema with an R-rated movie is going to get a, um adult animated show on FXX. And here's the interesting thing. It's being uh, co-created and showrun by Donald Glover and his brother, Stephen Glover. So the Glover brothers. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fun now, to say. Forgive me because I'm... Maybe I'm just being completely for, uh, or seriously forgetful right now, but I'm not entirely sure if I'm familiar with either of those gentlemen um, and what they've done in regards to animation. So if you would be so kind as to remind me. Well, not, it's not animation, which is... Um, Donald Glover is um, from Community. Oh! And Donald Glover also has... Um, a very successful show on FSX, on FXX Atlanta, which yes, which is where Stephen Glover is a co-writer. Yeah. Okay. So um, all right, all right, because I yeah Atlanta I have I have not had the chance to see, but I am very familiar with Community. 
Mm-hmm. My friends and I are very big fans of that show, and we watch it a lot. So that's actually really super cool. Yep, it's Troy, Troy's new show. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and he is, he's he's famous as a bit of a, bit of a geek in his real life because he tried to get um tried to get cast as spider-man a few years ago unsuccessfully and we don't know if he would be playing deadpool it's possible uh, he's just going to be creating this um but yeah this sounds well, like no, such it's a good cool. idea um it sounds really awesome like I, I really in terms of voicing deadpool there there are plenty of people i know who could do it who could do the role justice other side from uh uh, the actor who played him in um, in the actual live action movie, but yeah, there've been a bunch of people like I know uh, Will Friedle was able to play him for a little uh, for the one episode he showed up for the one Spider Man uh, series that they have on Disney. Um, hilariously, he even meant they made an inside joke uh, where that because he was on Disney, he wasn't allowed to say he for some reason for some reason was allowed to say the word kill. Like, <laughs> hmm. So he basically said every other word other than that, so to get along the meeting. <laughs> Which was quite hilarious, considering Disney's all, you know, we don't we don't have characters say certain things in certain shows. I, it's funny though, because when I watched um, Deadpool, I, I finally watched it like quite a few months after it came out. I caught up with it, and mm-hmm. I did I did enjoy it a great deal, but I also thought almost more than like a sequel to the movie i'd love to see an adult animated series of this i think it'd be perfect and then mm-hmm. i was thinking oh maybe maybe netflix might do one right with their um their uh, marvel line of um their shows like daredevil and stuff that like, they could do an adult animated one that'd be perfect uh but no need because <laughs> they're doing it for fx yeah apparently so... they're already doing it mm-hmm. and Yes, and this supposedly is expected to air in 2018 as well, so... Sweet! Going to be some good stuff next year. So what Dan, any, any thoughts on <laughs> Deadpool? Um, yeah, I I would like it to be maybe a little bit... I, I think, um... Hmm, I don't know. I wasn't a massive fan of the uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Pretty much just because of what the movie had to be. Like, it had to be a sort of, you know, your typical origin story kind of... Um, it followed the quite familiar beats. Mm-hmm. And what I like... I, uh, I'm actually a fan of Atlanta, the show that Donald Glover is stars in and creates. And he could do interesting things with a story over, over a season... I think with with Deadpool rather than mm-hmm. being confined to certain um, yeah uh, certain uh, like parameters I guess and restrictions. But um, the, the the cool thing as well, um, or what will be interesting rather to see is how because I think it's being produced with um, the existing Marvel animation TV animation studio. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and it'll be interesting to see how his sensibilities fit with that studio because it seems to be quite a well-oiled machine at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it'll be interesting just sort of how much he tries to disrupt that. Basically, <laughs> and I, the other thing is, I wonder how it's going to fit in with Marvel things if they're going to make it completely separate or if they're going to have like crossovers or 
Or what? I think Marvel. Have, I, you know, as as much as I, I I tire of Marvel, they do a bloody good job at um. God, to use like a term I hate branding. Basically, mm-hmm. they they they're very good at making it quite clear whether you're watching Guardians of the Galaxy or a gritty Netflix show or a Captain America movie. They they're very good at like I don't know managing to to do everything, mm-hmm. and I don't think they'll have trouble finding space for this. Especially after, um, uh, yeah, as, especially after the movie Deadpool, basically. Mm-hmm. I think it's not really off-putting to people that they do a number of, or even actually Logan, I guess. It's not off-putting mm-hmm. to people that they do a number of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them just for kids. So yeah. they're pretty much, they can do anything, can't they, at this point? Yes, and they have all the money in the world. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Dead, Deadpool movie. I mean, series. That's gonna be fun. We hope. Um, Heck yes. So just don't will... sew his mouth shut. We already learned from that last time. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how much they're gonna reference. Like, they're gonna reference there being the movie and the the good movie and the bad movies and. and like, if it's Deadpool, very... if, if, think of it this way, Chris. If it's Deadpool, they're gonna make. If there's gonna if there's a reference to be made, they're gonna make it. <laughs> Cool. Deadpool, yeah, Jimmy Chango, whatever he says, I don't know. Um, the mark with the mouth. Indeed. The okay. Um, staying in the television area, um, a pos well, a future project that we might be uh, hearing about eventually uh, is a um, another comics property that's going to be adapted for the small screen. And that is a image comic series called Wayward. Um, that was written by um, uh, uh, Jim Zub and Stephen Cummings, um, and it's set in Tokyo. And it it uh, features apparently superpowered teenagers fighting Japanese yokai, uh, which are like mythological creatures and stuff from Japanese. Umbrellas that come to life after a hundred years. Yeah, think all the stuff out of Spirited Away and Pompoko and stuff. Those freaky creatures that are really awesome. They're yokai. Um, or a much friendlier and, version in an uh, anime series called uh, Natsume Yojin Show. Or Yokai Watch. Or yokai Watch, the hamburger. Yeah. Or Yokai Watch. Yeah, I haven't never seen it, but I know it's got yokai in it. And, and watches, I think. It's got a hamburger um, yokai, I think. I a hamburger yokai, wow. So, yeah, maybe that hamburger's really gone off. <laughs> so, this is an image comic, you said, Chris? That, yes. Um, and it's it's relatively recently published. I think it, like, the first one came out last year or, or the year before or so. Um, but the story around it is that manga entertainment in the UK have uh, picked up the rights for it um, and are going to be shopping it around Japanese companies um, to adapt it either as an anime series or a Japanese live action series. That's interesting. Um, they Either, possibly. <laughs> they're, not, they're not sure who they'll sign up with and whatever, but... They have a idea. plan. That's a solid they, plan. 
Yep. But you know, it's thing. But the point is, they're going to Japan with it. They're not going right. Here's a Japanese set series. We're going to go take it to America and remake it with Scarlett Johansson. Though they are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're actually, they're actually going to Japan and be like, hey, guys, we have a property here. Who wants to make it into an anime? Well, I thought it, it's, it sounds like it's, it's, it's got a mix of... Uh, of, of uh, is it Celtic or Celtic mythology? Oh, yeah, I read... Yeah, and, did... and, and Japanese mythology. So yes. it, seems, it, seems less, it seems less problematic in terms of... You know, uh, there there being a port of it in mm-hmm. in, uh, in in the US, but it it being a it being an anime series could be could be interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I have to say, I'm only looking at a few pictures of the uh, the comic itself, um, and the artwork's very striking. Yeah, I'm inclined to say that a cartoon, an animated show, might be cheaper to produce, mm-hmm. considering. Mm-hmm. There is a it'll probably look better. monsters everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, unless they had a really big budget, it's gonna look a lot better animated, I think. Um, oh heck yes! But um, manga have like collaborated on stuff in the past, like way back in the nineties. Way it was back obviously, in the past. Yeah. It was it was different different staff then, completely different staff. But um, they. They uh, co-produced the original Ghost in the Shell movie, and a bit more recently, they co-produced Standalone Complex TV series as well. So, which made me think, hmm, they've got um, they've got a relate good relationship with Production IG. They'd make this look good. <laughs> definitely, so, definitely, definitely. So that would be very exciting if it was someone like that. But uh, co-productions are possibly the future of anime. Lots of people seem to think. Like um, co-productions, the... are, yeah, are currently accounting for a big, uh, yeah, a big portion of shows being being produced. And it makes perfect sense because it's so much of it, you know, international audience now. And there's like that. There's going to be that LaShawn Thomas series, Crunchyroll co-producing, um, and Netflix are co-producing some anime with production IG there's going to be lots of interesting things coming so this this is right in in that wheelhouse so it seems exciting to me but obviously at the moment it's just uh, shopping it around so it's going to be quite a while before we know anymore but still exciting mm. okay and a, there's a couple of uh movie news stories uh, before we end the news uh, one of which is regarding a film that we've been uh, keeping an eye on for a while in this corner of the world uh, which was came out in Japan last year and won the um, basically the equivalent of the Japanese Oscar for best animated film uh, over your name which was for everyone everyone thought would win uh, mm-hmm. But in this corner of the world, which is a um, is set in World War Two era Japan, following uh, the trials and tribulations of a young lady uh, in war torn Japan, um, 
from the director of My My Miracle um, and is basically one of the best reviewed films in Japan of last year, full stop. Um, even better, even more so than Your Name, I think. It was more critically preferred, I think, um, even if it didn't make nearly as much money. Mm-hmm. It was the, like, it, it got named best film of the year by, like, a Japanese magazine, stuff like that. Very cool. I'm. I mean, I'm really excited that it's going to be. Uh, we're keeping an eye on it. It's going to be getting a wider release. Is it not? Yes. Yes. That's the 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 yes. <laughs> that's the bit of the story I'm actually supposed to be talking about. Um, that we now know when it is coming to the US. Um, it is coming in August. Um, and Strout Factory uh, acquired the US rights, and they're going to be releasing it. Uh, in collaboration with Funimation Films, uh, who obviously have more experience releasing anime in cinemas um, than Shout Factory do. Um, it's coming out in August, but before that, it will be getting its US premiere in June at the LA Film Festival. Uh, and it will be coming out in the UK at the end of June via manga slash animatsu. Very cool. I'm really excited because the the fact that it's coming out in August because that's not, that's not too far along from my birthday, so I could go see it for my birthday. It I'm might excited. not be the most cheery film for your birthday, but no, no, I don't expect it to be. But it's it's something that I definitely would you know really enjoy the opportunity to see. So I'm definitely going to take advantage of the uh, the screening screenings that are going to be coming out during that month, even if it's not on my birthday. I'll buy myself a movie ticket like it's my birthday present birthday present for me yeah um it looked the trailer is very pretty uh, uh um Suno Katabuchi uh who directed it uh, as I said he directed My My Miracle which I must watch soon <laughs> I've got I've got <laughs> I've got a blu-ray copy I, I um because it was uh kickstarted by Anime Limited uh, the the blu-ray release and I, I backed it, so I got a copy, but I just I haven't got around to watching it yet. <laughs> um, and I have it here, and I, I will watch it before this film comes out, so I can um, <laughs> I I can be prepared. All not right. that it's not that it's related in any way, apart from the fact it's the same director. <laughs> well, it's it's a good idea. I mean, sometimes just you know see what other work a director has done, just so you can kind of see, okay, this is what they were coming at with this particular project, and this is what they were doing for this project. And sometimes, sometimes you'll notice similar trends between films. And I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I like uh, if it's a film I've seen a lot, um, or from a director I've seen, a, you know, quite a few times before. I like being able to like pick apart, like, okay, that's something that they, you know, tells a certain director likes to do. That's you know, like, okay, this is you know, I'm starting to notice a trend in this, you know, series of films, etc. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's coming out in August. Um just can't remember if there's an exact date or just August let me see (laughs) (laughs) I was much better preferred this week but now I've been all thrown off now by our technical issues (laughs) no yeah uh, August 11th August 11th okay cool and this was reported on by um, uh, Anime News Network who um, uh, basically Got in touch with Funimation to ask them about uh, uh, what format it'll be screening in because that was one thing we weren't sure about. Um, 
they're going to be screening it mainly subtitled but apparently there is going to be an english dub that is going to be uh commissioned or has been commissioned by animatsu in the uk so okay i don't know if it's being recorded in the uk or not but that's interesting that they say they're it's primarily going to be a so you know a subtitled uh screening well they said if there's interest in a dub for for places they can okay. opt for it um, all right cool. i think this is probably one of those films that might be more sort of sub friendly but mm-hmm. it's um it's also um being released in the uk we've mm-hmm. previously talked about this on june 28th yes and then just rolling out from i think two days later Oh, it's also going to be screening in competition at the Annecy Film Festival in early June. And cool. I, I think it might even be the opening film. Ooh. Nice. Um, oh, yeah. And there's another anime news story that I think is definitely worth mentioning. And that is the fact that Mamoru Hosoda has been talking about his next project. A film that's got the working title of Mirai. Very cool. It's a, I believe it's. I believe that is the word for uh, future, correct? Or it's like something to do with the uh, passage of time. Is it? I okay. believe so. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, you want to know how I learned that word? You want to know how I learned that word? Um, it's this one of the silliest reasons you, poss- you possibly could learn something like that. But it was. I know, in the Japanese version of um, of Dragon Ball Z, they always refer to you know with the um, when. Vegeta's son comes back from you know basically back from the future kind of that whole that whole arc. They always mm-hmm. refer to him as Mirai Trunks. Oh, okay. Trunks right. Which um, I guess from the premise kind of makes sense. What we know of uh, Mamoru Hosoda's new movie. Yes, basically the story is that um, he that they're gonna. They, he's been talking about the new film because um, uh, they are going to be selling the concept at Cannes Film Festival. Um, so he was talking to talking to uh, Variety, I think it was, um, about it. Or was it was it another site? I can't remember. I think it was Variety. Yeah, been talking about what the concept of the new film is, and it is about a a, a little kid. Uh, he is four, I think. Yeah, I think he's four. Uh, four years old. Mm-hmm. Who is? And he uh, gets. Yeah. He he he's jealous because he's got a little sister just been born, and he doesn't want to be a big brother. He's like, he's ah oh, no, not all the only attention for me. You know, standard sibling uh, jealousy type story. But um, with a typical anime sort of twist, uh, he discovers that his garden has a portal to the past in it. Um, or portal through time at least uh, and through that he's able to meet um, his mother as a child um, and his great grandfather I think it is as a um, as a younger man and also his, his little sister as the grown woman and uh, basically the concept is that he gets to um, become the the old brother he's supposed to be by his ex- going on like adventures or, or these experiences through through time hmm. <laughs> which sounds super cute <laughs> it really does it, I mean I'm, 
I'm kind of getting like into a certain to a certain degree, at least with the um, the way relationship. I'm kind of getting um, song of the sea vibes, but obviously it's we're dealing with very different age kid, and mm-hmm. also very different concept of bonding with the sibling. So it's it's definitely a yeah, like the whole you know idea of the time travel. You know that's obviously been done with um you know earlier uh Mamoru Hosoda films like you know Girl Left Through Time, but I think he, it was even stated in that article that um there seems to be like uh ongoing like the the themes for the films change like they focus on different mm-hmm. ideas like there was um I think the girl left the time was mainly with uh talking about you know just youth you know doing the, like, the kids that are you know the age of our protagonist and how they deal with things and then their summer wars was definitely about family and then um you know just there, there seems to be a different like you know it changes with every film so i think this this film is obviously going to be more focused on you know brother and sister relationships and kind of like finding a way to like you know honor that but also turn it on its head a little bit in terms of the premise which is really cool mm-hmm. I'm massively excited <laughs> I I mean as far as I'm concerned his masterpiece is Wolf Children heck yes and that is mostly because it's all about family it's, it's all all about family I mean Summer Wars is kind of about a family but Wolf Children is about family. It's about what happens when uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I can feel myself going already just talking about <laughs> this. But it's about what happens when um, a mother completely devotes herself to her 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 duty, I guess, as as a mother, and and what that means. Um, what it, where? What it means to uh, to bring up children, cubs, cubs and <laughs> to let them grow and become who they want to be and who they need to be, and it, yeah. So if it, he's dealing with that kind of, he's dealing with siblings again, and I'm, yeah, I, I'm already starting to lose it. <laughs> Just hearing. Well, I imagine. I imagine this this whole the uh, you know the the siblings in Wolf Children were it's very different. We're going to be very different from what we're going to see in this movie. At least well, a different kind of dynamic. They but. are, but he's he's very much um, he's a director who you could probably accuse of telling the same story again and again. Eh, I don't and see he, it. But... And he has well, what I mean by that is he knows what he likes and he pretty much sticks with it. Mm-hmm. And. Um, I think um, you're going to start to see, yeah, like recurring themes. Kind of a bit much. I mean, like, I always try and avoid the uh, comparisons to Miyazaki with Hosoda. But kind of like Miyazaki, how you always see, um, or you tend to see, like, uh, a uh, an older lady mm-hmm. uh, character who's basically Miyazaki's, like, mother. More, mm-hmm. Most of the time, okay. and you see, and you see some of the characters like throughout his films, and I'm part of me is actually like looking forward to that. I mean, it sounds like quite a different setup, you know, with the with the the little boy being four years old and 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 all of that. But uh, yeah, uh, it's it's exciting because he's as, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, one of the most interesting animation directors about at the moment yeah definitely i mean i mean the part that really intrigues me the most about this premise is the fact that 
is the ages of the um, the different people that he you know he knows or doesn't know in a way and getting to see them at a different you know at a particular point in their lives like for example his mother of all things is probably going to be roughly around the same age as he is um, which is really interesting and then of course great grandfather and then his sister as an adult woman like how is that going to dynamic how's that dynamic going to work that's probably what like obviously they're brother and sister but at the same time like they're I want to know what the interactions are going to be like between them. It's like, it's really hard to put it like an exact pin on how that's going to end up in the end. That's probably where the mystery of the movie is going to it lies for me. And that's why I really am looking forward to watching it. Yeah. It sounds pretty incredible. It sounds, um, uh, it's, it's, it, it, I'm, I'm probably connecting a dot, which probably doesn't deserve to be connected, but, um, He's I I got and I also got these vibes from Wolf Children as well. There's another Japanese director I really really like, a live action director called mm-hmm. um, uh, Hirokazu Koreeda, and he kind of he's been actually in in this in the same way. So Soda has been uh, uh, given the moniker the new Miyazaki. Um, Koreeda has been given the moniker of like. Uh, the 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 new uh, Ozu, hmm. and uh, but anyway, um, uh, Koreeda makes like family dramas, and if you if you're in any way curious, like check his films out. They're some of the best like family drama movies I think of the last like twenty years. What's um, the director's name again? I'm sorry. It's Hirokazu Koreeda. He's he's recently. Um, made a film called uh in his most recent one was called After the Storm in mm. English and any, anyway he but he very much um makes movies based on little observations um and it sounds like Hosoda's doing the same and I'm really interested in that kind of filmmaking because it's a very personal endeavor then it's about yeah it it, it becomes personal and yeah I'm I'm ex- he he wouldn't he would there wouldn't have to be uh, a synopsis of the film to be honest for me to be excited in a new Hosoda movie. No, yeah, no, it's just like no, no it's just new Mamoru Hosoda movies coming out, guys. So you, you're gonna watch them? Like, wouldn't we just say unanimously yes? <laughs> my my favorite of his is Girl Who Let Through Time. So like, yeah, more time travel. <laughs> oh, of course. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, it's, um, it's yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm the I'm the uh, odd one out with my my choice. Um, <laughs> uh, Hosoda is directing the film at Studio Chizu, Chizu um, uh, which he is the the studio he established in 2011 to produce Wolf Children, and he also produced Boy and the Beast. There, uh, this is going to be the second movie I think uh, that he's going to be writing alone rather than with his. Um, uh, a partner that he wrote most of his other films with. Mm-hmm. Um, Boy and the Beast was the first time he didn't work with them. Uh, and this is expected to be completed uh, around May next year. So right. He's been pretty consistent with doing a movie every every three years. Yes. Awesome. I still haven't seen Boy and the Beast because they didn't release it properly. <laughs> they didn't. And that's, that's a shame because it's a good movie. It's... Um, it's not. It doesn't quite have like, as I'm saying, like the emotional punches of, um, 
something like Wolf Children, but it's mm. not trying to, and it's a really, it's a, it's a, it's a really good movie. Yeah, I need to see it. I because I remember when watching the trailers and some of the other footage from the film itself, and it, it definitely seemed like a film that was up my alley. So I'll I, have to yeah, I think track if it down. if it's if it's like anything, it's probably most like uh, Baron. What's his name? The One Piece Captain. movie he did. Yeah. Oh, no, no, not Baron Munchausen. No. Wait, <laughs> no. The, the, the Six One Piece movie? Yeah. Oh. It, it's got that kind of adventure movie vibe to it, where yes. it's just like, let's have some fights and let's have some fun, and there's a big spectacular ending, and uh, it, but it does also have like really great character work in it as well. Good, 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 good. Okay, that's that. That's set the. That's set a pretty good bar for me. Okay, that. All right. Um. Okay, I need to track this movie down. <laughs> but never mind me. And there's just one other story we wanted to mention. Uh, of a, another animated movie that will be coming to cinemas in North America, but this time it's not an anime movie, but a European animated feature. Uh, by the name, or well going to be released under the name of Bird Boy um, it was originally released under the title Psychonautas uh, it's a Spanish feature uh, mm-hmm. it was uh, Psychonautas the city of lost children not city that's uh, <coughs> something this is, everything <laughs> was the, the forgotten children yes I, I always want to call it the city of lost children but that's so totally different what is um, what is that? City of Lost Children. It was movie by uh was it by what's his face? Guy who did um French geezer. <laughs> uh The Rings a Bell, yeah. The guy guy who did um like um uh, Delicatessen and stuff. Right, and, okay, okay. Um Alien Resurrection. What's it called? I can't remember. Uh, Goddard. Is it Goddard? Goddard. No, Goddard. No. Um, that. You know who I mean, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is brilliant listening. <laughs> <laughs> you know that bloke? The bloke, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sit next to Dan and Chris as we watch old films on the sofa and I say, oh, who's that? Yeah. Uh, it's that bloke, isn't it's it? It's that bloke, yeah. <laughs> Is that oh, one guy? You know, is that no, guy? I was I was in the cinema recently, and an old couple actually did that. They sat and they watched the film, and they bloody like were behaving like it was their living room. And there was uh, there was there was a point at this movie where someone double crossed someone else, and they were sort of like stalking them through a through through. Someone was chasing someone else with a gun. And this old man, just in the middle of this really tense scene, went, Oh, she's got him now. <laughs> just announced it to the... Oh, to the wow. Oh, thanks man. for that. Commentary, old man. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. You. Okay, right. It is uh, Bird Boy, The Forgotten Children is the full American title. Uh, it originally uh, screened under the title of either Psychonauts or Psychonauts um, uh, and it is based on a graphic novel and slash 
short film uh, by somebody called Alberto Vasquez, uh, who is um, uh, he is a obviously an animator, but also a graphic novelist, and uh, um, he is working on something new called Unicorn Wars, I think, that we saw little clips of at from the Cartoon Movie Forum event where we saw all those exciting animated features from Europe. Um, but this has shown at various film festivals and stuff. Um, I think it was at Annecy last year and it screened at the BFI London Film Festival last year. And it screened at Fantasia Film Festival and where it won the Satoshi Kon Award. So, there you go. And it was nominated for Best Animated Feature at the European Film Awards. And it won the Best Animated Feature at the Goyas, which is Spain's equivalent of the Oscars. Um, and it's that's got, a lot of awards. Yeah, it's got a very unusual sort of art style. Uh, it's apparently got a very strange mood. Um, it's got a bit of a bizarre setup um, featuring... Like anthropomorphic anthropomorphic animals. Yes, those. (laughs) Um, But is a long way from Zootopia and that kind of, or um, Secret Life of Pets or anything like your uh, typical Hollywood talking animal movie. This is um, very different uh, if you check out the trailer. It's very dark for one. This This ain't your little brother's talking animal movie. No, it's definitely no. not. No, 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 no. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm going through the footage right now, and it's just like, and I'm, I'm kind of looking at some of the key parts. Like, yeah, it's, it looks very, very, very freaking dark. Like, there's, you see, a, <laughs> a scene of the main character literally, literally being picked to death, you know, pecked to death by a bunch of birds. I'm like, uh, it's kind of scary. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. Uh, yes, and it's set in a dystopian island, um, and. This is going to be released uh, in the US and Canada by G-Kids Films. Our friends over at G-Kids Films who release basically everything. 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 (laughs) Every animated film under the sun. If it's not getting like a big, you know, a regular big time release from like say Disney or something, normally it's coming from Mm -hmm. G-Kids. And it is going to be uh, released in... As you say in America, the fall of 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is, as most of G-Kids uh, foreign language acquisitions, it's going to screen in both its original language version and with a newly recorded English dub. Because um, mm. G-Kids normally commission those and they normally do an alright, a decent job. Yeah. Like with the, um, uh, the My Life is a Cozy Excellent yeah. one. Very good. That was really good. And yes, and incidentally, yes, they did record two different ones. One which says courgette and one says zucchini. You're one... you surprised me. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I've I've seen the trailer for My Life Is a Courgette with an English English dub featuring Nick, Nick Offerman saying courgette. And, Are you kidding? Aww. And the little kid saying courgette. Yeah, it, brilliant. It exists. They've done it, which is great. Wow. That is great. So I now know I have to get the UK version. <laughs> <laughs> so they say courgette, not zucchini. So there you go. Wicked. Wicked. 
So yeah, Bird Boy coming to cinemas in fall 2017 in America. There you go. If you're looking for more of like a somber kind of just kind of really out there type of movie, that's what it from the tone of the trailer. That's what I'm getting from. Mm-hmm. So if you're in if you're in the mood for that kind of movie, then this might be worth checking out because it's it's got very you know like I said very strange imagery, distinct very distinctive style, dark you know just but very good animation. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I think we've covered lots of news. Yeah, that was, that was quite a bit. We had a lot to catch up on. Yep. Um, so we will go into the water cooler. One thing I watched recently was an anime series uh, with an interesting title uh, that is called Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Question mark. I'm, gl- um, I'm, I'm surprised the word sister isn't in there. It's, it's normally there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, surprisingly, from that title, yes, it is based on a light novel series. Um, What's a light novel? Can you re-explain what a light novel series is? They're just books that are very long, I think. <laughs> very, very short kind. Very short books. They won't much. weigh down your bag. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, you know, they're just like really light reading. Okay, okay. Yeah. With, and I think often they've got like anime style illustrations, which is how it, a lot of them end up being turned into that, anime. Right, I see. Because um, the thing is, they, th- not a lot of them have ever been translated, really, I don't think. So it's kind of, you just go, oh, it's a light novel. Whatever, you know, one of those things. Not oh, I've ever read one. I think I might have read one. I might have read the Death Note one. Oh, for LT. For L Change the World? Does that count as a light novel? I would say it does. Yeah. Ah. Oh, okay. Well, you went up on me. I've never read any of them. So. It's okay. Uh, uh, basically, despite the title, uh, it is more or less just a, a fantasy anime. Uh, there is a Dungeons and Dragons style world. Uh, the slight twist on it is that um, that gods and goddesses have come down from the heavens and live among normal people now, and uh, they um, they sort of have um, they call them familiar they familiars, as mm. in like families in Italian, not as in familiars, as in you know witches, cats. Yeah, yeah, they call them the other familiars. Um, and Familia. Familia, yeah, um, and they have families attached to a god or goddess, um, and the main character in this is called Bell, and he is familiar to a goddess called Hestia, um, only he's the only member, so it's just him and her, mm. and uh, uh, she's quite famous in anime because she's got a bizarre costume. Uh, she's famous. It's called the boob string. Uh, it's a, uh, you, might, you might have seen it. It's like a tight thing with a blue string under the boob. That's <laughs> basically mm. it, uh, lots of people. It launched a bit of a cosplay phase, I think. Um, and that's unsurprising. Oh, she's um, unsurprisingly, yes, yeah, she like she really likes this guy. Um, and that's the sort of this 
that's the sort of rom com element type thing. And the other thing is that basically all the girls he meets uh, are interested in him, even though he's not that interesting. Um, but it's more or less, you know, just a Dungeons and Dragons fantasy type thing with just a little bit of sort of it's two thirds Dungeons and Dragons and sort of one third sort of harem rom com type mm-hmm. thing. Uh, so it's it doesn't really get in the way too much of the people fighting monsters and stuff. Um, and the other tw- sort of twist in the world is that ideas like um, experience points and levelling up and stuff actually exist in the world. They, you know, characters actually talk about it. Go, oh, I've levelled up. Oh, and and they have like, and they go and fight bosses and things like that. So it's like, oh, this is an actual Dungeons and Dragons world. Um, but it's it's yes, just like a entertaining piece of um, fantasy fluff, really. Um, pretty well done and uh, nicely designed and everything. And the characters are mostly likable. That Hestia character, there isn't really much to her character, to be honest beyond the <laughs> boob string and the fact that she fancies this guy um <laughs> but it's it's got um fun fights with um minotaurs and occasionally killer rabbits and stuff like that so yeah killer rabbits those are the best yep and there's also there's a, a bit where there's a monster and the monster basically looks like a titan from attack on titan uh, and it, and yeah it's it's enjoyable and i'd you know, I'd watch more of it because it's fun. Uh, <laughs> so, if you like fantasy type stuff, uh, then and you don't get too put off by <laughs> other anime conventions that there might be. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and this isn't like really a great. Uh, yeah, it's not really you know too over the top with that kind of thing that like some series can be. Um, oh yeah. Uh, I did, as I did just mention, Attack on Titan. I have, I have finally been catching up with the start of season two of that. Um, I was going to wait till it finished because I didn't want to watch it week to week. Um, but then I realised that like two or three episodes had come out because um, they're doing a simul dub thing on um, Funimation Now's website. So I thought, oh, I've got like three episodes. I can watch them all together because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's that's how I like to watch Attack on Titan. I can't. You can't watch it week to week. It's it's sort of a. I have to watch it in chunks. Yeah, because well, um, it because it, it, it always leaves off at least with the the first season for me. It like it leaves off with cliffhangers and almost like every other point. So you're just like, I need to know what happens next. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, and people were sort because it's been a long time coming, and it's like this. Please don't mess this up. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, for the first few episodes I've seen, it's it's you know it's it's as good as it needed to be I'm pleased to say um, mm. it it just um, there's no hanging around it just gets on with it really oh wow no, no nonsense s- you'd sort of think maybe it'll come back and it'll sort of oh let's just hang around and get reacquainted with characters and stuff like no let's get hardcore on with it <laughs> the big storylines and stuff and it still looks really good um, which is another bonus thing uh, the one thing I'd say is the the opening titles and the theme music aren't as good as the first one but other than that <laughs> I'm, I'm really digging it so far so cool um, and I'm going to save up the next few episodes when they build up and watch them because I can't I can't just watch one at 
<laughs> yeah, so you're saying it, it keeps a very consistent tone from the uh, the first season. Yes, that would be a brilliant way of putting it if I was that <laughs> if I'd been that eloquent. <laughs> that, that that's okay. I just have to make sure I'm I'm understanding is like because one I've I've heard a lot of varying opinions about this new season without actually having seen it yet. So I wanted to get an idea like is it is it is it keeping with the the same kind of tone and characterization and everything that we saw in the first season? Because if it is, then yeah, I'm I'm good to keep watching it because I've heard some people, you know, talking saying it 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 doesn't it doesn't. Uh, hold up to what the first season started and I'm not entirely sure how it couldn't but then again this is coming from this is coming from someone else who might just have you know a different opinion but I mm-hmm. definitely want to give it a try and it, it definitely straight away it makes you go oh oh interesting go. what's going yeah. on there oh it like puts in like uh, an interesting development very early on like, oh I didn't see that coming uh, so. <laughs> So I would say if you if you like the first series, then you will like this. Unless mm-hmm. you're like that person who told you it wasn't as good. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I like I don't know what they were talking about, but I'll just have to I'll just have to see it for myself. The thing because... is though, there's there's only going to be like is it eleven or twelve episodes? This, which is crazy, really. <laughs> yeah, only only a certain number. Like they're they're keeping it very restricted to it. Um, Restricted number of episodes, considering yeah, how popular it's, it's it is. Demand high, though, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's, no, they've, totally. They've kept like just waiting for like four years or whatever it is since the last one. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I remember going to a, uh, yeah, to like a panel, uh, a, a convention, where the directors and producers were there, and they were like, "Yeah, we're working on something," and like they kind of were pushed into saying <laughs> into saying that they'd have it ready in like two years and that was probably at least three years ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think it aired 2013 very high um, production values though right do you think yeah, it's just, yes, do you think definitely. it's justified them taking that long as, as I said it looks really good yeah um, good. so yeah I it doesn't look like Obviously, they haven't rushed it. It's it is very yeah. clear they haven't rushed it, and you know, which is a good thing because it's a very very popular show. And if they'd cocked it up, then that would have been a bit of an issue. And uh, mm-hmm. people were saying, um, people were actually like asking, "Is are people going to care after like <laughs> how it's been so long?" But I think I think people were back on board straight away. So. That's mm-hmm. a good question. That's a good question, I think, to pose of pretty much anything nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> like any re- any rebooted or continuing thing which is taking its time. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, I, I will I will take a break from my water cooler there. <laughs> Alright. Well, it's kind of... It actually, what I wanted to talk about was a little bit tied to the same thing because I've also had a chance to get back into watching some Japanese animation uh, via Funimation's website. Um, while I have not been able to check out the simulcast of Attack on Titan, which I do intend on getting to, I have been watching their simulcast of the second season of My Hero Academia, which I have done a review of uh, the first season already, so if you haven't seen that, please uh, check that out on the website. Um, the second season just started a little while ago. I only just recently got caught up with it to its most current episode. And um, kind of on the same line lines of Attack on Titan, it's very consistent in terms of production value and uh, also, you know, carrying on the story of the uh, the manga it's based on. 
very well. Um, and it's just something that I really wanted to remark on, and just just on the series itself and uh, the, how it's been adapted into animation from the manga, is that one of the things that's probably one of the strongest points of this series is the uh, character designs, because there are lots of characters in this show. Like, I think there's even a uh, the creator the uh, or the mangaka uh, Kohei Hiro. I'm um, forgive me. I'm going to butcher this name. Um, it's Kohei. Let me see. Kohei Hori, Horikoshi. Uh, he's, I think he's gone on record on saying that he just keeps coming up with new character designs and has all these side characters, and he wants to develop these side characters, but the fact of the matter is, you gotta stick to your main cast and keep developing them, you know, the most, so he's just like, he keeps, you keep seeing all these different characters with all these really cool designs and superpowers, which is probably one of the best things about this series, along with the fact that it actually has gotten into a shonen tournament arc that actually doesn't feel drawn out. That's something that I don't, you don't see every day. <laughs> if you normally stick with that particular genre of anime, so... I have to say I'm really impressed by that, and I'm really looking for, I'm enjoying the character interactions, and I'm looking forward to see how this, uh, kind of, like, reverse X-Men world, where everyone else got superpowers, so if you don't have superpowers, you're kind of the odd person out. Mm. Kind of society, and the whole, you know... I, I also... No, it's fantastic. And, um, I get a lot of, uh... You'll, you'll like this, Chris. I get a lot of Tiger and Bunny vibes, in Ooh. terms of the whole idea of, um superhero, you know, being a superhero is being made a profession. Like, they mm -hmm. really explore that, and um, one of the things that they mentioned, like, this whole tournament uh, arc that they're doing at the moment is uh, basically kind of, a, they call it a sports festival where um, the students of the hero course uh, training uh, class are basically going, you know, going against other classes of other superpowered kids to, you know, perform in front of actual superheroes, you know, who are in the middle of their careers, like, oh, this is someone who can... They're, they're trying to get scouted, pretty much. Like, athletes. Like, you know, mm -hmm. athletes in school. So this is... I, I, that entire premise alone is just really freaking fun, and it's made the this particular arc very exciting, or at least a lot of fun to watch. So, yeah, if you haven't checked it out, definitely check out the first season, because it's very well done. But, um, yeah, it's it's good. I'm, I'm looking forward to see how many episodes they go for this particular season, because I have to admit, in the interim, I uh, kind of looked up the manga and found it in my local bookstore and basically got almost every other book <laughs> since the first season left off and maybe a few arcs ahead of this, so I kind of know already know what's going to happen, but it's really cool to see it adapted into animation. Cool. But yeah. Sorry. I'm going on a bit of a rant again. No, that no, was cool. cool. That was, that, no, that was very concise and to the point, and uh, I, I, I'm kind of intrigued to check that out. It's on, I think it's on Crunchyroll. It will be I'm because... I'm not sure. It no, will, could... Yeah, it is, because uh, of the Funima Crunchyroll Funimation deal. Mm -hmm. It's on both. Obviously. Yeah, it is. Oh. And, um... Dubbed on one, subtitled on the other. Both languages are also solid. I will say that too. Um, dub is great, and uh, also watching it in sub is just, is per, is great. So, great cast all around. Cool. I'd say that the Funimation do a do a very good job of their um, turning around very quick dubs for their um, simul dub program and doing a decent job on it because you'd think you might think that that would not be very easy to do, like something that's aired that quickly and then get it turned around but they do a good job so mm -hmm. which obviously they have done for um, Attack on Titan as well so indeed I think it's also airing in Toonami in 
the US, is it? Attack on Titan? Uh, yes, it is. It is. Yes. So I think that's where it premiered the dub, I think. I yeah, think those, um, yeah, the Attack on Titan dub was premiered there, and that's also where they're playing. They're currently playing uh, Dragon Ball Super dub, and also um, they're, act- they're actually releasing the, the dub for uh, the last season of Dragon Ball Z Kai as well. Uh, and they're going to be screening Lupin the Third Part 4, which I'm very jealous about. So <laughs> I'll get to see it. But... You will, you will. <laughs> yeah. So what's what what have you been up to, Dan? What have you been watching this week? I I have been watching Twin Peaks, so I don't really oh. know if I can if I can desperately You've been <laughs> relate watching that, Twin Peaks? Relate that to animation. I have. I've oh, been I've never seen it. You should. It's great. I've been absolutely lost in this strange. You get into like a weird trance, you know, <laughs> watching it, where it's like, oh, that's really scary. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, this is funny. Oh, that's really weird. Like, <laughs> it's just like a constant, like ping ponging between those uh, those pinball bumpers uh, <laughs> as you as you watch a series, and then like I sort of kind of stupidly last night got home really late and decided to watch the movie oh I have not seen that yet I've never been more scared <laughs> because I, I had nightmares as well it was crazy anyway so I can't really relate that to um, animation I, I did watch um, uh, the, reason, the reason I was actually uh, late coming home last night was because I was at a mate's house and we were watching um, old Dexter's lab yeah. Um, turns out that uh, well, we, we were both like talking about old cartoons, and we we're like, "Oh yeah, like, we could just watch some." And uh, we did, and we watched some old Dexter's Lab, and it really holds up. It's it's really um, it's really cool to see, you know, like essentially one of the first things that Gendy Tartakovsky did mm-hmm. um, in the in the same year as you know he's he's working on. You know, a really ambitious uh, serialized series like Samurai Jack season five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, no. So I just watched a, a few episodes of Dexter's Lab last night and um, geeked out over those. And it's it's still, like I said, it really it's still holds up. It's still really funny. And it's just interesting to watch sort of how, I guess, um, animation production has changed a lot. Since, oh yeah, since that first series, and I think 1996 it was, um, where you can see, I mean, half the charm is almost its crudeness. The fact that, you know, the backgrounds are painted, and you can see very clearly all the brush strokes, and mm-hmm. you know, there's a sort of charm in the wobbliness of the cells, and uh, yeah. So I, that's actually, honestly, um, unfortunately as well, the only. Um, animation I've really been watching lately that's uh, cool though it's, it's what, like what specific episodes of uh, Dexter did you watch because I know there, there's a bunch but yeah I I think we just sort of watched it from the beginning really so the first episode which I think is DD Dimensional where DD um, where Dexter <laughs> where, De- where Dexter's in um, in the middle of like uh, just about to be devoured by a monster that he's conjured up somehow Mm-hmm. And he uh, he 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 hands Dee Dee a note and says, "Come find me in the past and give me this." Oh, save my life! 
and it's kind of a clever it's quite a clever you know little time travel story really <laughs> um and then of course there was an episode of uh Dalem for monkey <laughs> which i'd completely forgotten about actually um and uh that was that was a nice little like palate cleanser i guess and uh yeah it was it was just a blast like seeing and also because um the the friend I was watching it with is like um a colleague of mine and he's a real animation nerd um as as yeah, a yeah imagine that yeah. <laughs> but, but we but we were like sat there like you know looking at the credits and seeing all these like familiar names that are now doing like similar things I think um I think Paul Rudish uh, directed the um, Dial M for Monkey episode and we were like oh yeah he's doing like the Mickey Mouse shorts at the moment as well and uh, Ah, it's cool. just quite cool to see like the evolution of, you know, some animation heroes really of ours. Yeah, um, how where like where they were at this time and where they are now, kind of thing. Yeah, and and also because I mean, uh, when you're quite familiar with certain artists, you you see, uh, you you come to like recognize their styles and I guess their voices. You call them. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, it's quite cool to see the evolution of that as well in in their work. Uh, so yeah, it was. Um, that's all I've really been doing. I gotta. I, I'll have some time soon to catch up on all these like anime series that I keep missing out on. My Hero Academia and. Uh, yeah, lots of. They're, lots they're of not going anywhere, Dan. Don't worry, dropped. they're not going anywhere. They're not, but my Crunchyroll subscription keeps tying up <laughs> whether <laughs> I watch whether I watch this anime or not. Ah, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Well, so, if you do, if you do watch uh, My Hero Academia, please get back to me because I, I, I am eager to talk more about it because it is very fun. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, unfortunately, not a whole bunch. Um, I did. I did actually find myself watching um, Mamara Hosoda's uh, Digimon short. Did uh, you again this week? Yeah, because oh, I was man. I was curious to watch that, and man, that really holds up too. Yeah. And in in and in a similar way to the Dexter's Lab um, uh, artists like Paul Rudish and Gendy Tartakovsky, mm-hmm. um, it's interesting to see. Little, just little quirks here and there that he's continued um, to evolve or or sort of reuse uh, in um, in his later work. Mm-hmm. You sort of see his voice beginning to to develop, really, even back then on those on that short. Oh yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so uh, that unfortunately is my my little poultry little. Uh, Contribution to to the Dexter's Lab, and it's the Mamoru Hosoda Digimon short. I don't call that poultry at all. Yeah, I'm just I'm just getting old, and I know what I like, and I just keep watching the same thing over and over again. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's always it's always you know you you try new things, and then it's just like you know what I don't feel like trying anything. I just want to watch this again. I'll get to the New Horizons in a bit. Mm, In your in your own good time, man. In your own good time. Yeah. Yeah. I I've been watching some adult animation as well. I watched, oh, and um, what pre-tell, pre-tell adult animation would that be? 
Well, I watched I watched a few episodes of a series that I didn't think I I knew called Jeff and Some Aliens. I just thought, oh, this is an adult animated thing on oh, Comedy Central, apparently. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And I started watching it. And I was thinking, I've never watched this program before, but I'm thinking, but I know this somehow. I, I know. I, And then I realised that it was a spin-off of a few weeks, like a few months or something ago, I, I did a water cooler segment when I talked about I'd watched a couple of episodes of a series, adult animated series from Comedy Central, I think, called Trip Tank, hmm, that I yeah. said was terrible, yeah. uh, where it was um, lots of different uh, like sketches um, with different animation styles, but they would re- it was really try hard to be offensive, not very good stuff. Um, yeah. But there was like a recurring segment on it. Uh, they even had its own theme song called Jeff and Some Aliens and um, I'd only seen one episode I think with it in and it, was, it wasn't that great but I was like oh wait no this is a spin off of that but it's a, it's a whole episode um, but it, it wasn't as bad as Trip Tank actually um, it was, um, the idea is there's an alien race and they think right shall we invade Earth and kill all the humans or shall we not? So we'll send some aliens to live with a random selected human and would basically we'll observe his behaviour and we'll decide if everyone should live or die. Um, <laughs> which is kind of the exact same idea behind this old, uh, I think it was about 2000, uh, short-lived show, like on, I don't know, it was on one of the main American networks called God the Devil and Bob. Uh-huh. Uh don't recall that. Because uh, it, it got cancelled very quickly because okay. religious people got very offended. Uh, ah, okay. But they showed it all on the BBC, so I saw it. Uh, and it, God was voiced by James Garner. Uh, the Devil was voiced by um, uh, uh, Alan Cummings. And the... Um, That's pretty good. Bob was voiced by French Stewart. Uh, who was Harry from Third Rock from the Sun? Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that's a much better show than uh, <laughs> 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 the Aliens, which is uh, again, you know, it's like oh, here's some shocky humour type thing. But it, it's it was alright. It wasn't anything amazing. It wasn't like I didn't hate it as much as Trip Tank, uh, <laughs> but I I watched a couple of episodes. I don't think I watch anymore. Um, yeah. Um, it had the first episode had um, Jeff accidentally killing an alien uh, through a portal, and then then he was told that to make up for it, he'd have to randomly kill a human. He'd have to select a human to kill as a sacrifice. Edgy. Yeah, and uh, he was trying to work out who to kill. And at one point, oh, it's like this old person because she's going to die anyway. Like, oh, this person could see. Wants to kill himself, whatever, and it, yeah, oh, it's really edgy. And, uh, oh man. Yes, yeah, not that great, <laughs> obviously. And uh, yeah, I'm, that's that's all I'm going to talk about for this week's What's Cooler. All right, uh, I just have one last thing to add, but I'll keep it very brief since uh, I know we're going to be doing a episode focused on this topic at a much later date um, when we make sure everyone and has had a chance to see it. 
Um, I managed to see the end, the series finale of Samurai Jack. Long last. It finally happened. Um, it was... The series or season finale, is it? Did you call well, it, it, was, it was the end of the season, but I think it was also okay. intended to be the end of the story, because it's... It's quite it's, final. Okay. It's very final. Okay, no spoilers, if you can... I'm I'm avoiding it, I'm avoiding it. No, but, I no. think they were quite... You know, they were saying it's coming back for however many episodes to finish the story. I think, you know, that was always the deal, so I don't yeah, think that's spoiling that, anything. Right. This was okay. the season to end the story mm. of Samurai Jack. And boy howdy, did they end it. <laughs> so, it was... It definitely kept, like, the, basically this entire season has just been incredible from for one reason or another and it definitely is just like it never it never seemed to lose traction and we'll get into specifics when we do have that episode but um this definitely felt like I, I wasn't sure if it was the case of maybe because they only had a certain number of episodes to try and tell this story that maybe they could have tried and I wouldn't say draw it out but just add like a little bit more um tried to do less in one episode but at the same time it felt like I don't know it still felt pretty good as is to be honest, like, there was really, like, it did all the right things or the things I wanted it to do as a finale, and then it had its ups and its downs and its, you know, twists and turns, and it was, it, it, and I, I really, like, I think I've heard a lot of people get, like, mixed on, like, the exact way it ended, and I won't, again, I won't spoil it, but at the same time, like, I can understand why people might have problems with it. I'm actually very satisfied with the way that, it, emotionally, where it was at the ending. So, again, Cryptic. I will, I will, I will leave, I will leave that as is. I will leave that hanging so that'll maybe inspire people who may have not had a chance to see it to go watch it. But we'll, we'll get, we'll get to that. We'll get to very spoilery discussions when we've all had a chance to see it and talk about it. Because it's definitely a series worth talking about if we're talking about a actual adult animation. Ooh, yeah. Shade prone. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. I think so. We're all, we all done with the water cooler then? I sure? think so. So that wraps us up for today. Uh, I think we've covered an awful lot today. Caught up with a lot of stuff. There's been a lot to talk about this week. Uh, and we will be back soon with another episode. Uh, keep an eye on all our feeds and everything to see what we might be talking about. Because we don't know yet um, but we have some plans we have some plans oh so. yes. yes boy do we have plans oh yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah you there can are find, rods in the fire you can find all our previous episodes on animationfadults.com as well as I believe I'm now supposed to say Apple's podcast Apple podcast rather than iTunes they changed it ah. to Apple podcasts um, where you will find all our episodes uh, from the start again for a little while you could only get the last 50 episodes or so but now you can get right back to the start if you want to go back and listen to us from the very beginning where, where we started. it all began where it all began when we didn't know what we were doing as opposed <laughs> to now when obviously we are a slick professional operation um, <laughs> as you no doubt noticed um, uh, you could also find them on Stitcher on podcast.com uh, and you can Follow everything we do on Twitter, AFO blog. 
uh, on Facebook, Animation for Adults. You can find us on Pinterest, Google+, Instagram, where you will recently see some interesting photos from uh, an event at Zag Studios that our social media manager, Danny, really went to um, about Miss Miraculous Ladybug and some of their other future projects. Um, it looks so cool. You can catch up the uh, report on the website as well on animationforadults.com uh, and where did I get to? We're talking about Twitter. We had Twitter and now we're moving on to Instagram. Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, Google Plus, um, Pinterest. We've done that. <laughs> There's yeah, too I'm... many social medias, guys. There's way we're too everywhere. many. We're everywhere except Bebo, MySpace, and all the ones that don't exist anymore. <laughs> You'll you'll work it out, guys. You'll work it out. You'll find it. Uh, yeah, you, it I believe in you. Down, man. Uh, you can follow me personally at Mr. Crystal on Twitter and on Facebook. Where can we find you, Dan? You can follow me personally. I like the sound of that. Uh, <laughs> on uh, yeah, uh, don't do that. Uh, and uh, it, on Twitter at Hamu. <laughs> uh, Rachel. Uh, if you're interested to check up and on seeing what I'm doing, I'm normally on Twitter at Fail2Ninja. Awesome. And we will be back very soon for some more animated discussion. And until then, take care of yourself, and we'll see you soon. So good night, everybody. Sayonara, bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> I forgot you had to hit the sound clip before I said anything. I'm sorry. I was hitting it and it wasn't working. That's why I was. Oh no! It took took a while to come in for some reason. Okay. (laughs) With Mailchimp, you get more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales with things like data-driven recommendations and powerful automation tools. Get started today at Mailchimp.com/smartmarketing. Mailchimp, built for growing businesses. I haven't really woken up until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it.